Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. I'm Sir Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, it's the Friday episode. Um, I've got to admit, Sam, I haven't really got the energy for this today. I'm on a bit of a crash after we did the Brown John thing last night. We're not going to go on and on about the Brown John thing because only a small percentage of the listeners uh, got involved and uh, paid money to watch us tit about for about an hour. But we do appreciate it massively. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll do another one. We're going to be I putting enjoyed, some we, clips We enjoyed it. it, which is the main thing. Yeah, of course, that's what it's all about. We're going to put some clips online soon um, so people can say what it was sort of thing and, and get a flavour for it and maybe join in next time. Uh, mm. It was nice to interact with some of the um, the hunters and a lot of them, really as you pointed out, a lot of them have beards. Amazing. And someone actually ran a poll on Twitter saying, yeah. do you have a beard under right. the, our hashtag, Top Light right. Time Machine Live? And I 100%. took part in the poll. Yes. I put no, because I'm, that, I wouldn't lie. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're not a fucking listener or a viewer. You're, would you, you're would, part no, of I know, but you have to vote results. in order to see the results. You have to oh, vote. Oh, right, right, okay, yeah. Right, so, yeah, okay. I skewed them a little bit, but um, the curiosity got the better of me. And I would tell you this, I would never... Have you ever lied on a Twitter poll? I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. It's a one where I want to see the results, but I've got no interest in contributing to whatever the poll's about. Mm. I'll put a false result in. Put really? a false vote. Yeah. Well, I would ask, are you ashamed that of bad? that? But clearly you're not. You sound proud. No, I'm not. No. I'd well, anyway, I told the truth to... and said I do not have a beard. And right. t- over 70% of respondents had beards. <laughs> really? Yeah, fucking hell! But that—that's actually less than our own like experience last night. Oh, because I would say ninety percent of the people we yeah. got on air were bearded. Yeah, probably. Wow. Well, I mean, this beard thing is curious to me, right? Because obviously, it's not going to last forever. These people have got beards now. Are they going to have beards their whole lives? Because it felt like it was a bit of a trend mm-hmm. for a while, didn't it? Yeah. Now it's not. A, it's not hipstery anymore. Yeah. But. It's that that's what happens with passions. First, like you get like the, the, the sort of people at the <clears> forefront <throat> of it, and then afterwards, you get like it kind of carries on, it goes a bit high yeah. street for a while. So, at the moment, the, the beard was couture, but it, it was catwalk, but now it's high street, catwalk. yeah, right? It's high street now because the thing is, you've got a lot of fellas who've kind of in the last few years they've, they've taken the beard, let's say, mm. and they've got into relationships with women who were attracted to them partially because of the beard let's say now at mm. some point when the beard is no longer um acceptable is that the right word yeah. maybe not just they're going to shave the beard like off and jeans. New, yeah a new fashion's going to come along the clean shaven look will become the new fashion and they'll all start shaving their beards off and these women are going to start looking at these bum-faced men 
who they've yeah. betrothed themselves to and go, what the fuck is this about? Who this is this fucker? He's got no jawline whatsoever. Who am, I, yeah, who am I looking at? He's got a face like an arse. And, and never never trust a man, so, ladies, who has to disguise his own face in order mm. for you to find him attractive. Four words. Mm. Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. Harold Shipman. <clears throat> yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, That's all I'm growing saying. up and until just, what, 10 years ago or so, mm. beards for me were that <clears throat> it was, it was, um, it was what murderers had. It was the mark of a paedophile, wasn't it? Paedophiles, murderers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, well, no, it's not offensive, but I personally wouldn't have associated it as closely with paedophiles as I would with murderers. Right. Just gen- a general mur- What sort of murderer are you? Do you murder particular types of people? No, I'm just a general murderer. General murdering. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, um, I just murder I'm an, women. I'm an oh. opportunist. I'm an <clears throat> yeah. opportunist murderer. Yeah. When I see the uh, opportunity to murder, I'll take it. I'm a one-off murderer. Mm. I murdered someone who I know. Well, that's a nice common well, type. You know, it's an open and closed um, career there then, isn't it? Just one solitary murder. But uh, I did see someone. I mean, I don't I don't like where this is going, to be honest. But I did see someone the other day. I, I drove to Seam, which is just uh, down the coast to the south mm. of me, uh, to the pie shop, which I've mentioned yeah. before, oh, I yeah. think. Angus's Deli uh, for a, a steak pie and a mince pie, which I've got mm. in the freezer. Just remember, okay. I've got that. Uh, I'll have that next week. And um, I saw a fella who looked exactly like how you would think Harold Shipman would look had he lived. <laughs> he had the same beard, the same face, the same glasses, but white hair and a white beard. And it was an aged Shipman. And I thought, hmm. Andy, perhaps. I know that you sometimes show an interest in famous murderers. What was Shipman's agenda? Like, what was his problem? Why was he killing people? Um, I'm not sure completely. I think it was a control thing. Right. It was a, a, a massive control freak, I think. Uh, he'd been addicted to morphine himself when he was younger. Right. So there was something going on there connecting the morphine to how he offed all That's of his victims. That's what he used for the killings. Maybe he just thought all people were a pain in the arse. I don't mm. know. Maybe he thought Some he was of them doing he, them a he, got them changed, he got them to change their wills in his favour. I think that's oh, how he got found well, that, that, wasn't it? makes more sense. I mean, not that I'm saying it was right, but, I'm. yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering whether or not there was a practical yeah. pro- like idea behind his murdering or not. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people do that. A lot, of people, a lot of murderers do that for what they think is going to be the insurance payout or something like that, or the will. But then that's quite easily detectable, isn't it? It's usually really desperate people that do that that mm. don't realise they're going to get caught. But if he'd done that on more than one occasion, then surely that's going to come out. And he's going to get found out. Maybe that's what he wanted. I don't know. Dead now. Can't ask him, can we? What happened to him? Did he top himself? Yeah, he topped himself in prison. And he never said anything about the things he'd done. Oh, so we don't really know then. We don't know. Took it to the grave. What so I there can. we are. But he's, well, <laughs> I've seen he took it to the grave. Perhaps he didn't. Perhaps he faked his death. And he's now roaming around <clears throat> the seafront at Seam. Uh, just re- the, just real quick, because I don't want to get too deep into it. But now you've sort of, you know, start. We've started this. What, just briefly, how would you summarise Rose West's motivations? Oh Jesus Christ! I have got no idea. I haven't got a clue. Uh, I mean, some people say that she was the mastermind of it all. Yeah, that's what I've Fred heard. Yeah. Was just the, Fred was just a the. Uh, he was a simpleton. 
He was the monkey, and, as opposed to the yeah, organ grinder. Yeah, he was the simpleton who was under her spell. Yeah. I don't know. I've not read any of the books about them. I've just seen some documentaries. There is a book called Happy Like Murderers, I think it's called. Yeah, I... Uh, which yeah. is meant to be the uh, yeah. definitive text. It in is. That case. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, by what's his name? So, I've um, forgotten his name. I met him a few times. Is it Jeffrey Masters? He, he's dead now. No. The other no. one? Um, yeah, because David my good Boy? wife was his publicist. Um, and I went to one of his book launches once. And the reason I remember it is he, he's a re- he is a really good bloke, right? Gordon Byrne, that was his name. That's right? him, yeah. I knew he had a similar name to a celebrity. Didn't yeah, he do the Crypton had... Factor? Wrote about him. No, not stuff. that one. <laughs> he wrote a lot of good books. Unfortunately, yeah, he he passed away. But he was a lovely bloke. But um, the main thing I remember about his book launch, I can't remember which book it was. It wasn't that one. It was a different one. Um, I was I was there and I was at the bar and I saw him and I went, ah, oh, Gordon. And I knew him a bit because you know, we worked with my wife and I went, ah, yeah. oh, Gordon, let me buy you a drink. It's your book launch. Let me buy you a drink. And I went, oh, thanks very much. I'll have a whatever, a beer, right? But he was stood with a bloke who turned out to be his agent, right? Old right. guy. <laughs> Old sort of posh literary type, right? And you know what it's like when you've ordered someone a drink, but you kind of interrupt your conversation. You sort of sometimes feel like you've got to offer this other cunt a drink, right? Yeah. What you I'm could about have just say, given them 40 quid and fucked off. Mate, what I'm about to say is going to blow your mind. Right? Oh. But I, I promise you this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you this is true, right? <laughs> Come on. I've looked at the bloke. There's a moment of awkward silence. I thought, oh, fuck it. I better. And I went, oh, hello, mate. Uh, would you like a drink, right? And usually you expect that person to go, no, 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 don't be silly, I'm fine. And then you insist it, buy him a drink yeah. anyway, right? <laughs> this bloke did not fucking hesitate. Without barely looking at me, because he was a pompous <laughs> literary type, without barely looking mm. at me, he went, treble whiskey, please. Oh, <laughs> 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 fucking cunt. <laughs> and I went, any particular type? And he went, any single malt. <laughs> a treble single malt and plus we were in a fancy place we were in Chelsea Arts Club I mean it like I could my mind was fucking literally exploded to bits oh man I jokingly said you should have given them 40 quid but you'd have been up on the oh, deal it, if you'd given uh, yeah, them 40 yeah. quid yeah I would have been up on the deal and the thing is the other thing I remember about it was the next day I was going on the greatest away day of my whole <laughs> life was we were talking about away days on an episode the other day, weren't we? About how basically away days are just the best, right? Yeah. Was and it that Hartlepool one? It wasn't, although that's fucking that, that's a close second, my weekend in Hartlepool. No, this one was Palermo. West Ham had accidentally mm. got into the Europa League and um, we had to play Palermo. Yeah, we got into it by losing the cup final to Liverpool. And it was one of those ones that Liverpool qualified anyway. So we we went Mm. to fucking Palermo, which is the capital of Sicily. All right. And it was an early round. So it was like early September. It was basically the summer. Fucking 30 degrees in Sicily. One of the world's most beautiful fucking places. We went there for a couple of nights. We lost 3-0. But the day after the fucking game, we just went to the beach and just fucking... Mm. We were just on the beach all day, like... It was amazing. Having seafood, drinking beers with all your mates. It was fucking sensational. I mean, I don't know whether the locals enjoyed it or not. A bunch of fucking West Ham fans turning up at this lovely picturesque Italian beach. But anyway. Oi! Oi! 
fucking <laughs> running full pelt into the sea. Um, actually, my mate Dan had his uh, willy bitten by a dog on that beach. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a video of it as well. It was great. I'd brought a video camera to take with me to document the whole thing. And um, he was so excited. We were all so excited. Imagine being with all your mates from football mm. in Sicily in early September to watch a football match, right? And you're on the beat. It's just fucking yeah. doesn't get much better than that, why, 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 why was his willy available to a dog? Well, That's what a- happened was we... So I was so excited I'd bought this little handy cam because it was before camera phones. This was 2006, right? Because I thought, I'm getting, a fu- oi, oi, I'm getting a fucking <laughs> handy cam from Curry's, you cunts. This is getting fucking filmed. Put the hand up the little strap on the side. You can walk around. Film everything. We had known that we were going. When we we went there, we we didn't know we were going to the beach, right? Because Palermo's not a beach town, but there was a place where you could get a cab out for half an hour to this like lovely Mm. beach. So I had to, I didn't have beach wear. So when we got there, I went into a tourist shop and bought a full beach outfit. Right, <laughs> and I came. It was like ridiculous. Obviously, I was pissed, so I just bought the most fucking ridiculous outfit that this tourist shop had to offer. <laughs> so I'm walking along in my little fucking sw- Italian swimming shorts and my loud t-shirt and my straw fucking hat with my camera. And uh, my mate was so exuberant and excitable and happy that he saw a, a dog came over in a playful manner, and my mate was just like. I'm going to play with this dog because I'm just feeling so great that I just feel like playing with the dog. So he started running around and giggling with the dog. (laughs) And it was quite nice, but I did think he was going over the top because I clocked this dog and, you know, called me a xenophobe. But I was like, you you have to be a little bit careful around these foreign dogs, right? Because (laughs) they've got an angle. They, they they might just behave differently to the dogs you're used to back in England, right? They tend to be a bit wilder in places like Sicily. And he was really winding this dog up, you know, throwing sticks around and letting the dog jump up at him and try and lick his face. And he ran further and further in the distance. And I was with, like, three other mates when we were walking and we, they were getting, they were, like, rolling around. It was going mental. And one of my mates said, this is going to end in tears, you know. This is going to end in tears. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, from about 100 yards away at this point, we just said, ah! as the dog jumped up and he fell to the ground clutching his crutch and the dog sort of sniffed him you know like they do like what's going on are you alright and then in the end the dog just fucked off so I thought that dog knows he's done something so we get up close and go what happened and he goes it bit me it bit me on the willy right (laughs) now it hadn't drawn blood but he did say that there was imprints of uh, dog teeth in his knob I mean we didn't ask to look but we thought it was with your handicap it was, it was, well, what happened was, it was, we thought it was slightly far-fetched. When I got back from Sicily, I made a film, like, really sketchy, fucking edited on my computer oh, from all the footage I'd filmed across these two days in Sicily. And the centrepiece of the film was a slow-mo, <laughs> ultra, ultra slow-mo zoomed in, like, uh, look at the, at the dog who became forevermore named as Mug Dog, and is still legendary amongst <clears throat> my mates at West Ham. Uh, Mug Dog biting Dan on the willy in slow motion. <laughs> and I zoomed in sufficiently to sort of conclude, yeah, that's the outline of his he willy inside his yeah. shorts. And it. I don't think he did it on purpose. But yeah, it's just this excitable. Is what, this is what can happen if you if you excite <clears throat> any dog that you don't know that well. Do you mm. know what I mean? It can happen. Yeah, I will. 
you say you don't know if he did it on purpose. I think he probably did do it on purpose. I think the dog did uh, exactly what it was doing. You fucking English scum hooligan. It was, it was a, exactly. It was a beach dog. It knew yeah. the lie of the land. It knew where the willy was. <laughs> it's done this dog. before. It'll do it again. It clocked us as soon as we fucking yeah. rocked up. And so, here we go. He went, Chance for some willy bite in here. He thought to himself, easy pickings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every year you'll stuff. get some drunken, idiot Englishman coming down here, <clears> right, <throat> with a bit of a swagger to them, thinking that it's just fucking fun and games. And before yeah. they know what's fucking hit them, I bit their cock. <laughs> my teeth are locked around their cock end. <laughs> Another notch on me bedpost. And even dirty and glazy. <laughs> Come back next year. Tell your fucking pals. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Funny, though, that I've been in the Chelsea Art Clubs just the night before. Mm. Having buying a treble whiskey for a noted literary agent yeah. um, at a huge price, and then the next day, Ryanair over to Palermo, watching me mate get his cock bit by a dog. Just fucking one adventure to the next, isn't it's it? It's funny, isn't it? The ups and downs of life. It is. It is well, your life, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a question. Going back to the whole book launch thing, book mm. launches are on the whole jovial occasions, aren't they? It's a chance Usually, for people to yeah. meet up with their pals and the people I've mm. worked with on a book. Piss how up, jovial yeah. How jovial can a book launch about two serial killers really be? Yeah, I know well, this wasn't this, the one you went to. Uh, yeah. You didn't go I to the murder know. one. But. I don't know. Maybe my, I, I'll ask my wife. I think she probably did the the publicity for the Happy Life Murderers. So I'll, she's done, she has done some sad books over the years. I'm going to ask her more about this. What is it like What's at a the sad vibe book like? launch? Yeah, cause it's, you know. Can you still get pissed and go mental? Yeah. As you generally like, hope to do. In a my book last book launch in 2015, it was in the last, like, it was about a month before I gave up drinking. I was, I got really, like, fully loaded for it to get mm. through it. And I was all over the place. I mean, sometimes mates show me the book. I, you know, you sign a load of books, and in every single book, I've just written, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> fuck you, fuck off. But like in the spirit of, I know at the time I would have thought this was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, of course. Like the, the funniest thing anyone had ever thought of to just write yeah. abuse in everyone's fucking books. Yeah. So that wasn't a happy time. But um, I think the one I, the book launch I went to was uh, for his book Sex and Violence and Death and Silence, which was about the Brit art movement. You know, oh, Damien right, Hurst yeah. and all that. Oh, that lot, he, yeah. He was it. Gordon Byrne was a big sort of documenter of that, as well as murderers. That's what he liked. Mm. Brit art and murdering. And murderers. Nothing else mm. in between. Because he did one on um, the Yorkshire Ripper as well. You're interested in the Yorkshire Ripper, aren't you? Yeah. Somebody's I Husband, got Somebody's one. Son is called. Have you read that yeah. one? I have it. I've got another one. Wicked Beyond Belief, I think, is the one I've got. Yeah. But have you, have you ever read any footage of Peter Sutcliffe talking? He had an incredibly high voice. Did he? Talk no, a little bit I like this. Think. Yeah. Talk a little bit like this. Ah, Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I did do a bit killings. of killing in the Yorkshire area. Yeah. Yeah. That that tape that a fella sent from Sunderland, that weren't me. Yeah, because he, he did talk like, like this. That. He went like this, didn't he? he? Went, you'll never find me. You'll never catch me. Talk- I'm gonna do it again, you cunts, didn't he? He talked like how he thought the murderer might talk, didn't he? And yeah, he, he fucking did his fell murderer for it as well. voice. Yeah, mm. I'm Jack. I see your boys are no closer to catching me, George. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, oh, this sounds like a murderer. This must be him. Oh, it's true. him. No, we got it some vocal it, recognition I, experts in. I, it weren't. It weren't. Me, it weren't me. Because I was going around talking like this all the time. Yeah. So, that, you know. In many ways, it was the best disguise, was having a silly voice like this. <laughs> like, you'd never suspect... Imagine if it came out, and I... Listen, this is definitely... There's not even a hint that this could be true, so I don't want any, like, legal teams onto me. But just imagine mm. if it came out that Joe Pasquale was a serial killer. Yeah. You yeah, wouldn't believe it, would Nobody would have you? any idea, would they? No, not at or all. Or what about... Who was that geezer, Duncan something, he used to go, chase me, chase me. Duncan Norvell, yeah. Yeah. He might he was... have killed. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I would say he's more likely than Joe Pasquale. I think he's dead now, so he, the dead can't sue. I mean, his estate could have a go, but I don't know what sort of state his estate is in. Uh, Duncan Norvell, oh, he might not be dead. He had a massive stroke. That's true. I like him. Hell. I thought he was really funny. No, he's not dead. He had a massive stroke in 2012. I feel bad now for accusing him of being a killer. He's also got three kids, believe it or not. Oh. So there you go. Well, listen, or if he's listening or if any of his estate are listening, then all the best. God bless him. I wish yeah. you a speedy recovery. We we are part of the showbiz family, aren't we, really? And it is a I wide say a speedy and varied recovery. family. If the massive stroke was in 2012 and you still haven't recovered, then yeah. any recovery now is going to be considered a pretty slow one. No, he's he's been performing since 2015, apparently. Oh, good. So he, good, good, good. He, well, he, I'm pleased to hear it. I might even go and see him next stage. time he plays Spance. Yeah. Has he got a website? I know, I know we're not allowed to go anywhere or do anything at the minute, but there's a new venue opening in Sunderland later in the year called the the Fire Station. Yeah, because it's basically in an old fire station, mm. uh, and I'm, I'm I'd hope that we possibly do a Top Flight Time Machine live show. Oh, at some that'd point. be great. And um, I'd feel a bit I'm bad on see Pop Rex, can... but I feel that you know we've outgrown we've outgrown we've outgrown Pop, Pop Rex, haven't we? I mean, I'd like to think we could maybe persuade Duncan Norvell to come and do a show there as well. To support us? Um, no, separate show. Oh, okay. Separate show. We'll, we'll promote it. 
thought he's done some messages on uh, Celeb VM. Oh. Which is another one of those cameo offshoots. Video messaging ones, yeah. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Come on, Duncan. Let's have it. Hello, Big Pete. It's Duncan here, Chasley. Wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, I don't think he put much into that. Mm, well, he's had a stroke, for fuck's sake. But he just went like this. Chase me. Like, really, like, gutted that he had to say it. He didn't even do it in a really flamboyant... Hello, it's Duncan here, Duncan oh. Norvell. You've been chasing me for years, but now you've caught me. If you've got <laughs> oh. a loved one or a Is friend smiling? that you'd like me to send a message to for their special occasion, then please, please get in touch and I'll do it for you. And I'll chase them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, and no. Just, just to say once, once again... Chase me, Duncan Norvell. No, Duncan, chase me. No, yeah, Duncan, you don't do the chasing. They're supposed to chase you. Yeah, he's got that ass about to chase you. I, yeah. My mate, well, one of the funniest blokes I've ever known, but I, I never, I've completely fallen out of touch with him. William Gallagher is one of my best mates growing up, and he was so fucking funny. <clears throat> this won't be even funny now that I say it, but it just reminds <laughs> me of him because he used to do that. Chase me. <laughs> Right, but what he'd do is he'd do it in quite serious, like confrontational situations, and it would be really good. It would be no, but it'd be good at diffusing it. So you might be up against quite a hard nut, or you'd all be thinking you were going to get a kicking from some harder lads or something, and he'd just suddenly give it the old chase me, chase me. (laughs) And did he get a kicking? No, it'd really diffuse things because often people would laugh or just become confused. They say that's how a lot of comedians become comedians, isn't it? To like um, make make the bullies go away yeah. when they're at school, make them laugh. Yeah, yeah. I think that like you can the the most effective way of doing that is that you can sometimes confuse a bully. Like I always mm. reckon that every school had that one kid who was so weird that the bullies were too spooked by him to go near him, and that one yeah. kid was usually the sort who would cuss his own mum. Right, so Whoa. when you start secondary school, it, this is my experience. I think it's probably a lot of people's experiences. Until I started secondary school, I had never heard mum cussing. I'd heard mm. of it, but mm. I didn't really believe it was something that civilized people would do. You know, mm. in a developed civilization, I thought it was like the worst crime, worse than necrophilia. And how wrong you were, right? And then I turn up, and within my first week, kids my own age, and I was like, who are these children? They didn't go to my primary school. What primary school did they go to? Where have they learned this kind of conduct, right? They were on the fucking coach. We used to get school coach, right? And they're just, like, going, they're giving it, fuck your mum. Your mum's dead was a really popular one. Like, really witless stuff as well. None of this stuff that Mm. came from America. You know, like, your American mum cussing is all like, you know, your mum is so fat, all that stuff. This was just like... I mean, that's the most basic insult you can get. Your mum is dead. Your mum's dead. That's it, <laughs> right? And, yeah. that, and the thing is, like, I think if someone says that to me, if someone says that to me, mm. I will rip their fucking throat out, right? Yeah. My mother is not, not dead, right? How <laughs> dare they say that, right? I was like, I am ready to just fucking kick off straight away in my first week. You did not bring family into it. Yeah, exactly. My old mum, (laughs) after everything she's been through and everything she has done, she is a saint. She has put put the life of others before her own, her her own life. 
<laughs> and now you're going around spreading rumours that she's brand bread. I won't have it. I won't have it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, people would always, uh, um, you know, cuss mums, and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking madness. What kind of a mm. school am I going to? Everyone's fucking running around doing it, right? And then obviously you get used to it quite quick, and before you know it, you're doing it yourself. You're but, in there. Yeah, well, you know, can't beat them, join them. You've been corrupted, like Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Except it's like not organised crime, it's mum cussing. Right, which is like a crime. I don't remember us doing a great deal of that actual cussing about the, um, let's say, the uh, capabilities of our mothers. We just used to call each other by each other's mother's names. (laughs) That's brilliant. That's much more sophisticated. You go around... So, like, my mum's called Anne. So I would get called fucking Anne. Anne! Fucking Anne! You know, this, or, or I sat next to a fucking lad whose, whose mother was called Lillian. So he was constantly called Lillian. And it's a little bit like... It's a little bit like that little camp shorthand thing that um, Rod Stewart and Elton John have got. Yeah, where they Sharon come up with, and all of that. Sharon yeah. and all that. They come up with girls' names for each other. It's a bit but like this that, is, that is much more sophisticated. That actually is hilarious and something that I'd do now. Whereas yeah. meanwhile, down in down south, they're literally just going, your mum's dead. <laughs> it's like the most witless fucking thing, but I did find it upsetting. Anyway, so what you'd get was, you'd get mum cussers, right? Yeah. The ones who were fucking brutal and would go around doing it, right? Then you'd get braver kids who, like intermediates, right? Brave mm. kids who would be like, if you cuss my... I'm not going to start anything, but if you cuss my mum, I'm going to cuss your mum back, right? Mm. Yeah. That would be like me. I'm not going to start it, but if someone comes, if a bully comes to me, yeah, to yeah, Sam, yeah. Sam your mum's dead, some... I'm going to go, no, mate, your mum's dead. Yeah. Right? Deal with that Check if you me can. Out. Yeah, check me, check me mate. And then, and then you'd get people who are just like, I don't want any part of this, and they'd get their mum cussed and they'd just cry, right, or run uh, away, right? Wicked. But then there was one nutter in the school, right, who if he saw a bully before the mm. mum cussing even started... That nutter, and it would always be a lone wolf, right? Not someone who you'd seen commit acts of violence or anything. Quiet, lad. He'd cuss his own mum unprompted. He'd go... What? He'd go... The kids would come over and start going... Eh, like, they'd start some early... What I call bullying foreplay, when you're not going yeah. straight into the bully, but you go over and you go like... Oh, right, mate, yeah. what are you doing? Eh? What are you doing? Yeah, nice day, are you? And you think, right, this is bullying foreplay. I know they're going to build up something. Yeah. And this kid they're would go like this. Assessing the situation, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. And this Looking kid would go, he'd go, uh, a bit sad, actually. And they'd go, oh, oh, yeah, nice that. And they'd sniff blood and they'd think, great, yeah, yeah. we're going to get Tell in there. And he'd go, my mum's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the bullies, the, the simple-minded bullies, their brains would just fucking malfunction. They go, oh, 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 what, 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 what? Yeah, my mum's a fucking prostitute. I caught her sucking some stranger off outside in the bushes last night. Right? And they go, uh, no, uh, no, no, uh, no, no, your mum's not a whore. Yeah, she is, mate. got nowhere to go. <laughs> your mum's no your mum's dead yeah well I wish she was because then it'd be less humiliating for me wouldn't it because then she wouldn't be sucking cock all well, over the place the horn, and then they'd just go oh fucking hell we've got a date and they'd just fuck off and that one Brilliant. kid that is the fucking master kid he's the true king of the school yeah because yeah. he's the kid that even like the hardest kid right? remember I told you about like 
Robocop at my school, the kid who thought he was Robocop and maintained yeah, yeah. it for like yeah. the whole five years. He was a bit like that. Yeah. You couldn't bully him because yeah. he'd just talk to you like he was Robocop or just start saying weird shit about his own mum. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. They operating completely outside all conventional rules. Yeah, exactly. Like giant haystacks. That. Really like giant haystacks where they just think, exactly. I've opted yeah. out. Yeah. I know what the rules are of this school, of this playground, but I operate completely outside <clears throat> of them, mate, by my own yeah. fucking rules that completely. you can't hope to comprehend. And you're like, all right, fair enough. I'm going to leave you to it. Lord. Oh, I'm going to give you your space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, we need to end this because I need to go somewhere. I've just been told I need to go somewhere. Okay. Via a text message. That's all I'm going to say. Go um, so predictions. Predictions, Sam. Very quickly. Aston Villa versus Spurs. 2-0 Aston Villa. 2-0 Aston Villa. I'm going to go 1-1. Um, uh, West Ham versus Arsenal. I'll go first on this one. Uh, it's going to be 2-0 West Ham. I'll say 1-0 West Ham. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Sunderland versus Lincoln. 2-0 uh, Sunderland. I will replicate that. Also say 2-0 Sunderland. Leicester versus Manchester United in the FA Cup. Uh, this is 90 minutes. Uh, I will say it will be 2-1 to Manchester United. I'll say 3-2 Leicester. Mm, exciting. Millwall versus Middlesbrough. Uh, I'll say 1-0. One all. Okay. I will say uh two one to Middlesbrough. Right, that's it. Thanks very much. Hope you've enjoyed the week of output that we've done. We'll be back with plenty more after the weekend. Uh the week output. The week's the, the week's, oh, the week's output. output. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Never let your output be weak. You're stronger than you even realise. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.